Hi everyone, I'm Gary Lewis and welcome to the Geo Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about rock classification into igneous, sedimentary and metamorphic rocks. We're sort of really fortunate that our planet has got such a wide variety of different types of rocks. And we've recognised that those rocks can fall into three very distinctive groups and that helps us not only to identify the rocks, give them names if you like, but also tells us about how those rocks have been formed. So what I really want to do today is just talk about those three rock types and I'm sure you have all heard about them somewhere in your schooling, but give you a brief overview of what they mean and I'll hope that that will help you as you move forward either in your rock collecting or your teaching or your geological studies. So let's get started. The first rock type that I want to talk about are the igneous rock. The actual word igneous comes from the Latin word igni, which means fire. And so igneous rocks are rocks that have been molten. So they've crystallized from molten rock material. Molten rock material that is found underground is magma, and if it reaches the surface and flows on the surface, it's called lava. And when either magma or lava cools, minerals crystallize out to form the igneous rock. The chemical composition of the molten rock will govern what type of minerals will form when it cools. Molten material that's really rich in the elements of silicon, oxygen and aluminium will form light-coloured igneous rocks like granites and rhyolites and molten material that is poorer in those silicon, oxygen elements will produce igneous rocks like basalt and gabbro, which are darker in colour. So the original melt material governs the type of minerals that are going to form. The speed in which the molten material cools gives us the crystal size of the minerals. The slower the molten material cools, the larger the crystals will form. If it cools really quickly, like in lava, sometimes the crystals are so small that the only way you'd be able to see them is with a microscope. So in igneous rock classification, we look at the minerals and the crystal size to be able to name the rock. So a coarse grained rock containing the minerals quartz, feldspar and some mica, we would call a granite. The fine grain equivalent that contained quartz, mica, feldspar, that we would need a microscope to identify them, we would call a rhyolite. And on the other end of the chemistry, a coarse grain rock that contain plagioclase feldspar and olivine and epidote, we would call a gabbro and a fine grain equivalent of the same chemistry we'd call a basalt. Now I'm sure you will understand that it is far more complex because there are so many different names that have evolved for these rocks, but that's the basis how igneous rocks have been named. The important thing here is to be able to identify that you've got a rock made up of crystals of minerals that are all interlocking. That is what distinguishes igneous rocks from being formed from the cooling of molten material. Okay, the next big group of rocks are the sedimentary rocks. 
and they have formed from fragments of other rocks that have been broken down and moved either by water, wind or ice and then redeposited those fragments and then eventually turned into rock. Sedimentary rocks are then classified due to the size of the particles and the type of particles they contain. So if you've got a sedimentary rock that's made up of sand-sized grains, it will be a sandstone. If it's made up of very, very fine clays, it'll be a shale or a mudstone. And if it's made up of like large rounded cobbles from a river, then we'd call it a conglomerate. Now there's obviously many variations of these and that some sedimentary rocks are named because they're made up of certain mineral types like a quartzo sandstone would be a sandstone that's made up of lots of quartz um, and it goes on and on and on but I'm sure you get the understanding that these are all rocks that have been made up of the broken down fragments of existing rocks. Now there's a slight variation in sedimentary rocks that we need to talk about and that's where sedimentary rocks have been made from the remains of plants and animals. So for example where coral reefs form, the corals and the algae that lives with them brings material in from the water to build their shells or their tests as we call them and when those animals die you get this large accumulation of material fragments if you like of their original living areas that form together to form a sedimentary rock that we call limestone. But one of the features of all these sedimentary rocks is that you have fragments that have been somehow cemented together to form the rock. So unlike igneous rocks where the crystals are interlocking, here we see fragments of material that are cemented together. And that cement can be limey material, it can be mud, it can be even quartz-like material, but it is a cement that holds the fragments together, not interlocking crystals like you find in igneous rocks. And the final rock type I want to talk about are the metamorphic rocks. Metamorphic rocks are rocks that have been originally either igneous rocks or sedimentary rocks that have changed and that's where the word metamorphic comes from. It means rocks that have changed because of vast amounts of heat and pressure inside the earth. But the important distinction here is that these rocks have never been molten. So these changes that have taken place have taken place without the rock melting. So for example, if we take a limestone that's made from old corals and shells that have been joined together, so it's a sedimentary rock, and we heat it up or put it under pressure, those minerals within that can actually change into larger crystals, in this case of the mineral calcite, and form a rock type that we call marble. It is a metamorphic rock that is formed from the original limestone. Likewise, we could take our sandstone that is really rich in grains of quartz and maybe even cemented together with a quartz cement. We put it under lots of heat and all of those quartz grains will start like melding into each other and we get a very, very hard rock, metamorphic rock that we call quartzite. And then if you take an original igneous rock like a granite, 
and you take that granite and put it under lots of heat and pressure, the minerals will like move around and line up within the pressure and we will form a rock that we will call a gneiss. And if it even gets cooked up even more, it would be called something like a migmatite, but it hasn't actually melted. So there is such a variety of metamorphic rocks based on what the original material was like and then how much heat and how much pressure has been applied to those rocks. So that's really it for this episode. I just wanted to give you this overview of igneous, sedimentary and metamorphic rocks so you've got a better understanding of how those things are divided up and then how we classify them within inside those rock groups to help you with your basic identification of materials, either in the collection you have, the drawers within your school if you're teaching this material, or when you're out in the field as a novice geologist. And as always, if you want more information about geology and geoscience things in general, go and check out the website geoetc.com. That's G-E-O-E-T-C.com. And as always, just keep on rocking.